Initialize sequence. Yo, what up? This is Prozac. This is Shaq's too dope from Insane Cloud Posse. Yeah, this is Reese. Yo, this be the one them called Tech Nine. What's up? This is Mad Child. This is your boy Spider-Man, a.k.a. Brother Lynch. Huh? Jared from Head P.E. Yo, what up? This is Hop. My name is Recognized. This is Boondock. Yo, this is Blazy Dale, homie. Welcome to the Underground, Australia's home of underground music. Catching up with Underground Sensation, Lyrazone on the Underground. Lyrazone, what is happening, man? How's it going, bro? I'm really well, man. Looking forward to having a chat to you and finding out more about what makes you tick, man. Sounds great. I got all the time in the world. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, I'm relatively new to you, man, but I was absolutely blown away by your latest EP, Sweet Relief. Can you let us know about this one and sort of how you got into the rapping? I actually came into the scene late 2017. I pretty much came on the main lyrics on. I was based out of Charleston, South Carolina, and I pretty much based my music just starting to ground up for this regular, like, I guess the basic hip-hop, focus on lyricism and getting my style correctly. But between the last eight months, I've been more honing in on my image and making sure everything's polished and going through every little small detail. That's where you pretty much see the Lyrazone, the LZ mask come into play. That builds into Sweet Relief. Sweet Relief, when they list the actual album, they're going to hear a lot of metal as far as the influence. It's more of a hardcore album with a different take on it, per se. I base all my music that I put out as kind of like a horror film in audio form. So when you listen to the tracks, per se, you're going to visualize watching a horror movie. Sweet Relief, per se, is long story short, kind of backstory of a heartbreak story gone wrong. It's usually, the Sweet Relief title is more of a contradiction itself because it feels like a Sweet Relief where it costs a lot of anguish and pain to build it. But at the same time, that pain that made the creation of it also brought forth lyrics on himself. I enjoyed making it. My engineer, Joshua Holland from Greenlight Studios, was pretty much a really great mentor toward it. We did a lot of rock guitars with it, the lead guitar, drumming. I did the vocals, obviously. We had a lot of actual guest features on it that was really great with it. I had Twist Insane, Kung Fu Vampire, Lex the Hexmaster, Gruesome, Mars, and Dubs. All the guest features did more than their part to envision the whole idea of it and give their full take. In my opinion, even though it's my first album, I think it'll be a very, very hard one to top because it was a really great debut in my opinion. Everyone went through and I think it was a great experience. Yeah, I hear what you say right there, man. And Like, I'm into metal as well, so and I really love that metal sort of feel to it and the fact that it's basically a horror movie laid down, like, with your vocals and whatnot just makes for the ultimate one. And you mentioned the collabs in there. They are just spot on, I thought. How did you go about choosing the collabs for this? It's actually been a very, very long story. Even when I started back from 2017, I was going through there and listening to different genres, looking, listening to pretty much different peers and picking my peers as far as shadowing, per se, and listen to their styles and seeing because as far as everything I try to make my own genuine style but I also like hearing people's actually ideas and their vocals and just every single track per se I built around the person I didn't want to just put somebody out of nowhere on it and say okay here's a slot no I wanted to build each track around the person that took a lot of time of watching their artwork and watching their craft develop 
watching how they actually go about their ways as far as the lyricism, the way they enunciate, the way they put their stuff out. And I thought every single thing as far as the Alan Sparks features, they all killed it perfectly. Yeah, I 100% agree with that right there. And you got some real heavy hitters in the underground in this one, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. It gets me to the question, man. Sort of what music did you grow up listening to to sort of get you into the horrorcore sort of side of things? Believe it or not, my father was very, very old school rockway. He was more like Death Leopard, Black Sabbath. Pretty much, I have a very, very wide variety as far as music. Like, I'll put on, I'll have either Megadeth on one, then I'll have Mudfane, then I'll follow up with Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra. Like, my man, it's all about the perspective and the actual audio quality and the way they actually put their emotion out there and their vulnerability. And that was one of the things that I pretty much valued as far as people I worked from and pretty much go from that point. But as far as music listening, as far as that, I would definitely lean toward Black Sabbath and Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, that's crazy there and you mentioned in there Frank Sinatra and Mudvayne like that is a bizarre mix of music but obviously it's yeah. it's all sort of molded in to make this awesome Lyrazone sound I guess man the influence is there well you can definitely hear it especially on the track uh, Nowhere to Hide you hear a lot of opera and a lot of cinematics and a lot of orchestration as far as the build up I viewed more Frank Sinatra everybody listened to more classical music I always wanted to take that and twist it and still put it into the horror film per se but I always wanted to get my own twist on it. Yeah, I hear what you're saying there, man, and, and you most definitely do that. Let's switch things up to the album artwork side of things, Lyrazone. Man, I like that too. Who was the artist behind that? Toxic Vomit Artworks. He is actually, I believe he's actually still available. That's he's on Facebook. I think that's the only place I pretty much found him through. But yeah, he did all the graphic designs as far as the panel art for the CDs, and those will be, the hard copies will be available on Monday. That should be available tomorrow afternoon. I post it on my website, but but I had the hard copies available. Those have been all printed off through Crave Dog. They did a great job actually going through the process of showing how they did it. But yeah, all the graphic artwork is done by him. And I probably want to hit him up as soon as this project is fully pushed and start working on the next one. Yeah, that is what is up right there, man. It is awesome artwork and matches the, the sort of sound of the album. I, I love it. By the time this interview drops, yeah. that album will be available on your website, which we'll get into later, lyrazone.com. But I wanted to know, who would you ultimately like to work with, man? We dropped a couple of names before. Alexa, Hexmaster, Gruesome, Dubs, Twisted Insane, a bunch in there. Who else would you like to work in, considering as though you're sort of, you know, just getting started? As far as the next five, honestly, this year, I probably want to focus on doing more single work and more solos, because with this EP, I enjoyed the fact that there's a lot of features, but I think I want to focus this year on doing more, like, solo work. But as far mm. as what I have planned this year, I want to have acts on the record. Oh, Allah's yeah that would be amazing right there man that's they're a horror movie in themselves exactly that's the one thing that for this genre I'm in is that I was telling everybody I said you have a certain idea for whole you can say what the hell you want about it but if people actually give you um, we put a song on and you get your brain going you think you're watching a movie then you're set <laughs> that's what point of it should be it should be an audio experience to where you're pretty much living it so that's my game plan I like their versatility as far as their lyrical ability I like the way their presence is as far as the microphone presence their storytelling method 
I like it. Yeah, that'd be an ultimate collaboration to look out for right there. But this new music video that you were sort of touching on earlier, what can we expect from it and when will this one be out? Without giving away too much, of course. I don't want to leak that time just yet because for me, every single detail is ridiculous. I don't try to rush products per se, especially for this one. I always try to finish the little small details. I want to say what we're doing as far as EP, we try to do two tracks every three months and try to put little EPs at a time. And then toward the end of the year, we wrap it up for a full album. So I want to say December. That'll probably be a good album slash project where people can actually go through the whole year. I'll probably throw in two or three songs just to keep it extra value. But we'll probably look toward the end of the year. Ah, radio man. I was going to ask you on the topic of albums. Do you think albums will soon be a thing of the past, Lyra Zone? Like, you notice a lot of bands these days are just putting out singles with Spotify and the sort of digital age. Do you think that'll be more of a thing of the past? Uh, not really, per se. It depends on the artist. Everybody does their move differently, and everybody has a different way of going about their business. Some people release whole albums, like when I did, I did it because I wanted to release a whole album in its own integrity. Like, when you start from the intro all the way to the outro, it has a theme. As far as artists say to release, like, one, two songs for singles, it's a good traction. Per se, it depends on the actual listener, I guess the answer would be to that one. If you're just listening to a quick listener, you listen to a song that you can listen to quickly and just cycle through, per se, I think singles are probably the new feature age. But me, personally, I want to make albums a comeback. I would like to see concept albums to be released, and this will be a little more of a niche party, no one's really good looking into that often. But I think albums, as far as concepts, need to make a comeback. And that's my goal. I agree with that 100%, and like you're saying, your EP tells a story, like, the whole way through, you can't do that in just one song. <laughs> exactly, that's, that's kind of one of the reasons I like Panic Room, because Panic Room was more to build up for the memories, and I thought that kind of set the mood, per se. Most definitely, man, but what I was talking about before was this new video that you filmed yesterday. When can we expect that one? Uh, we're actually doing this, we're, I think, about two or three months, we should be ready to go. Right now, we're doing small little behind-the-scenes stuff. We're actually going for actors and doing, we're doing pretty much the treatments, we're going through the script. I'm looking for actors right now with some background. Hopefully, next three months, we can get this thing ready to go. Oh, man, that sounds like something to definitely look out for then, the full deal. Yeah. If there is any actors listening, can they hit you up and, and get in contact with you, man? As far as the actual content stuff, I'm actually on all social media platforms. I have mostly everywhere from TikTok to I have a Facebook account. Instagram was the real Lyrazone. Facebook, just Lyrazone itself. I had the website that was just launched three days ago. If you need the contact, it's www.lyrazone.com. I have a subscribe on the actual website so you can get all the information you ever need to get in contact with me. Business email for inquiries and for people who just want to talk to me as far as business-wise. That's the real Lyrazone at gmail.com. I'm pretty much everywhere. <laughs> if you type in Lyrazone, there's only one Lyrazone on the underground. That's the best thing about it. So if you need to find me, you'll find me. <laughs> yeah, that's L-Y-R-I-Z-O-N-E.com right there to check out Lyrazone. Now, let's talk about this website, man. Did you make it? Are you the mastermind behind that? Because it does look very professional. I actually made it myself. <laughs> there you go, man. A jack of all trades. Yeah, I try to be an entrepreneurship in all sense of the word. I uh, like it, and it features a bunch of new merchandise, but the, you're saying the majority of your older merchandise can be still found on your Store Frontier website, is that right? Correct. 
I have about right now on the website, we have five shirts ready to go. They have all sizes from small to extra large. But in Storefront here, you go www.storefrontier.com slash lirazone-apparel. That's the actual address for it. But if you just go Storefront here, the site, and type in Lirazone Apparel, you'll find all my catalogs. I think I have like 20 plus shirts now to offer from sizes, tank tops, you name it, I have it there. Yeah, definitely get amongst those. And how about this model catalog that you're releasing? What can you tell us about this? I'm not going to leak too much on it because I want you guys to be surprised on it. But I have I, um, pretty much hired some models every single year to promote the Arizona and go through with it. So you're going to see a lot of different themes. You're going to see one model, per se, she's doing an arcade theme with one of the designs. Every single piece is going to have its own twist, its own actual theme for itself. And that's going to be released every single year. You're going to have four exclusive actual designs. Designs, and I'm actually going to make those posters. We're working on that right now for graphics to make each model a poster design. So that could be another collectible that's available exclusively on the website. Oh, there you go right there, man. I like that. You're coming up with some new fresh ideas. What other merch ideas do you have? Do you have anything else we can look out for? Right now, I'm reamping and revamping my Lyrazone because I have the actual logo, but I'm thinking of actually doing one more of like an acronym so I can actually get a pendants made. But that's going to be probably later on when I can get the actual idea of what I want to look like. But right now, I'm focusing on more just the catalog, making sure the uh, music is there, make sure the quality is always there 100%. But yeah, I'm just going to keep on moving. I can't say whatever is going to come up later on throughout the year because I'm constantly on the fly looking for next way to benefit my audience and making sure they're happy and making sure I'm doing what best I can to keep everybody entertained. Yeah, I like that right there. We might have to touch base with you again later on the in the year when you're ready to drop that new full-length album, man. It's really interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Too. I think I'm going to go ahead and use the theme for Sweet Relief, but do something a little different on it. It's still going to have some rock theme and, um, as far as the influence, so I'm definitely going to make it a nice little twist. Oh, yeah, I like that. And switching things up, man, you've got a podcast in the works as well. What can you tell us about this one? Yes, uh, this is actually going to be a very, very interesting topic because the podcast I'm going through is called Musician's Past. I'm going to be using that pretty much podcast I'm basing at Greenlight Studios for the recorder out of there, bring clients in. My point of it is myself is that even though I'm in horror per se, I like listening to different genres and learn what people brought them in there and learn their background. So I'm hoping we're going to probably get everything set up by next month and we're going to go ahead and bring different artists in and do drop like one drop a month and we're going to bring them in, do some questions for them, ask what their latest music and their latest single was, give them a slight interview, learn about them, pick their brain a little bit and by the end of the day, I want to learn something different about a new genre. That's the goal for Musicians Path. It's my way to get back to the underground because as an artist, I feel we all need to connect in a deeper level instead of just look at each tracks and say, oh, that was cool, next. I want to actually be more involved and that's, I think, Musicians Path could be a success that way. Yeah, that sounds like a bunch of fun right there, man. Definitely something to be on the lookout for. Now, you personally, you sound like you're a very, very busy man. What are you doing in your spare time away from music? I'm actually a meat cutter. It's one of my main things. I'm usually uh, hacking away meat and just uh, <laughs> merchandising. That's my part-time job. So I know it's more generic and it's really, uh, pretty funny that meat cutter is doing horrorcore, but that's the way it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember just we've been chatting a little bit before this interview. Obviously, I'm thinking, yeah, cutting up meat all day, that's probably going to get you in the frame of mind for a good horrorcore album. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, if Tech Nine didn't come up with the Gates mix play first, I probably would have did that theme, but you're already beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a horror fanatic, Lirazone. What are you looking forward to most coming out this year? There's a lot. Personally, I just love watching the horror movies itself, but even with sad horror movies, I'm looking forward to the actual comedies as well. Me, personally, I'm more into the old comp- uh, more horror movies. Like, I guess you want to say 13 Goes. I'm a big Hellraiser fan. Man, I just got done watching Tremors the other day, the first one. I'm going through all the Tremors now to watch them over. Yeah. But as far as horror, I have to be, I'm more the indie horror movies instead of the actual horror movies from out these days. I'm, I like the more suspense, like, even though it's not really considered a horror movie like the Babadook, I am more like suspense as far as like, not really in your face horror, but it's kind of like in the back of your mind, psychological thrillers. Yeah, the ones with that mess with your head sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> that makes good music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I want to get a recommendation from you, Lirazone. It doesn't have to be music. It doesn't have to be horror movies. It's, I just want you to recommend something to people listening. As far as beat productions, I would highly recommend Clements Audio. That's my homie Grant Clements. He's a great producer. He produced a couple tracks. He produced the intro for Sweet Relief. He produced For the Memories. As far as engineering and mixing and mastering, I highly recommend Joshua Holland from Greenlight Studios. That is my go-to for all my recording needs. Mostly everything you heard from me from this point has been recorded in that studio. And if you like the quality of it, then yeah, praise him because he was the mastermind behind it. But as far as those, I do recommend as well as far as graphic designer, if I'm just giving a list of praises because I recommend and credit everyone. Dark Days Designs, he does a lot of as far as he did a cover for me for Parasite, which is one of the singles from the album. That was the collaboration with Twisted Insane and Comes nice. from the Vampire. It's awesome to have people who actually have a mind to succeed as well as mine. So I always like helping as much as possible. But yeah, that's, I think that's my top three. Yeah, that is awesome right there. So 2020s here, man. What sort of, you've listed off a whole bunch of things that you've got coming out, but what does the remainder of the year basically hold for you? You're just going to keep putting out music and working towards this full-length album. Is there anything else that we need to know about? The podcast, you're, you're keeping very busy. Per se, I'm just going to make sure I stay motivated throughout the whole year. So I think as far as content, I want to make sure content's always there. The podcast, like I said, will be once a month. It probably won't be more than once a month because I want to make sure music is still being pumped frequently. I want to make sure that's a major focus point but not the focus point per se. I still want to do four tracks. But my focus is probably doing more singles now this year throughout the whole year. Expands my versatility as far as more production-wise, figure out different lanes I haven't tried before and excel at them. More stuff like that. So it's going to be a really, really good year. I would say keep the Lyrazone.com. Make sure you check that site up because I'm probably keep on updating it 24-7. You might see more stuff on there than I mentioned on the interview. So it's going to be a really fun year. It's going to be really a yeah, very much looking forward to sort of sitting back and watching and seeing what you do here. So to those listening, be sure to check out this EP. It is called Sweet Relief. The man is called Lyrazone. Hit him up, Lyrazone.com. That's L-Y-R-I-Z-O-N-E.com. All of his social links are on there. Facebook.com, The Real Lyrazone. Instagram.com slash The Real Lyrazone. But of course, hit up that website. Thank you so much for taking some time out, man. Really appreciate it and very much looking forward to seeing what the future holds. Thank you so much. Here's nowhere to hide right here on The Underground. It's kind of crazy when I sit here and just think about it. Like the Mandela effect, I'm fearing to speak about it. Anxious with paranoia like a warning from the other side. Close my eyes and free vision was televised. Nothing's really what it seems to be. Glorifying by hating hopes it creates disease. While the states were harsh traits when 
laid the same faith and passed on from day one since the AP. It's the underground.